Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. So uh, we're actually in a series, believe it or not, (laughs) called In Your Control. So all of you are getting the opportunity right now to control yourself. (laughs) And we're going to continue, and I'm just going to quickly go over the last scripture for the first point, which is that uh, spiritual maturity requires personal responsibility. And uh, we've been hitting on it all all, all morning. The Lord has by uh, either prophetic words or exhortation as far as scripture, things like that. And... uh, So I just want to continue on this thought and just wrap up this last point. And then next week, we'll actually define what feelings are. How many realize in our world today that they they think they know what feelings are? And if you listen to the world on what feelings and emotions are and, and the place that they hold in your life, you will be messed up. I can confidently say you will lose your mind if you listen to how the world teaches on feelings, emotions, and thoughts. But if you listen to the word, you'll gain your mind and, listen to me, control your mind. How many would like that? All right. Your mind is controllable by the resurrection of Christ uh, within you. So we've been talking about spiritual maturity and development. Some of the statements that we've made is this. In order to grow up spiritually, there must be a personal decision made by every believer to act on the knowledge they have received from the ministry of the Word of God. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It requires us to engage in the process. We've also said part of growing up spiritually is learning to deal with our emotions. The Scripture gives us the knowledge we need to recognize and control our emotions. Very, very uh, profound statement that the Lord gave us. Emotional stability is a sign of spiritual maturity. Obedience to the word of God should not be looked at as earning something from God, but rather activating the grace of God in our lives that was provided in the resurrection. Last, or I was going to say last week, I think it was like five weeks ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. It felt like five weeks. I know there's five services in there uh, that I've participated in, but we looked at Hebrews 5.12. Hebrews 5.12 says, for though by this time... You ought to be teachers. You need to teach. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk rather than solid food. The New Living Translation says this. You have have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Now, I love the Bible because it just says it like it is. You know, most people today, because of, especially in America, people want a church that they can go to where they feel everything just right. But I noticed something about the scripture and about the Apostle Paul, you know, the passages of scripture in the Bible that we love so much. He was pretty straightforward and forthright with people. And people say, well, that was because he was an apostle and pastors need to tone things down and soften things. Yeah, but if you do that in the spiritual, you'll end up with toned down Christians and softened Christians. 
When in all actuality, we don't mean hardness in ourselves as far as being callous, but rather we, we mean a spiritual resilience that can stand in the face of what the enemy has brought against us, not be moved emotionally, jump out in front with the weapons of our warfare, fight like we should in the fight of faith, and drive the enemy back and away from us. Amen. Amen. So we have this, we see here, and this is what the complete biblical library New Testament commentary stated concerning Hebrews 5.12. It says it this way, the implication is that a grasp of deep spiritual truth is dependent on, in part on the diligence of the believer in listening and applying truth. The readers of the epistle had been believers long enough to have advanced to the function of teaching, but they had not advanced. Instead, they found themselves in need of being once again taught the first principles or the ABCs of God's self-disclosure. And you say, who is God's self-disclosure? That's Jesus Christ. They had not advanced normally in their spiritual growth. They should have been chewing on meat like mature adults, but instead they were still drinking milk. They had to be taught the baby lessons designed for new Christians. Isn't that a wonderful statement? Do you know, it does us no good to not look at ourselves honestly. If we're being moved up and down all the time, if we're not stable in our emotion, we have, a, we have an understanding about ourselves that should be uh, uh, looked at, studied in truth of the word, and then apply that truth to change that. Now, I'm not telling you not to have feelings, but let's look on to verse number 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. The New Living says, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. You know, uh, you could associate infancy Christianity or baby Christianity with carnality. If you let your flesh rule you in everything, you're just a baby. Amen. Amen or oh me, one or the other. <laughs> and everybody, everybody in here has areas where they can grow. Nobody is, I'm not preaching this from the position of perfection in this area, okay? We all have areas to grow, but how many would like to have emotional stability? Hello. How many you you would like to not allow, I mean, you just walk through your week in stability in the spirit with the Lord and nothing moves you? Whoo, I say, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The complete biblical library New Testament commentary says this, the term unskilled translates and it means not tested. Unskilled means not tested. Do you know how many people have worked their whole lives to avoid tests? They're like, I'm out of here. I'm dropping out of school. I don't like tests. Listen, life is full of tests. And you have some people that are, they, they're so afraid of tests, they won't put the word of God to work in their situation. They'll hope somebody else will pray them through. <laughs> You cannot offer to the prayer chain what is your spiritual responsibility. There's no social promotion in the kingdom. You say, what does that mean? They don't just graduate you because you got too big to sit in the desk. 
or you got too old to be in high school anymore. In the spirit, you just sit in a tight desk. It's the truth. And people go, well, that's why that Christian's so crabby. They're stuck in that tiny desk. Yep. I'm just uncomfortable. Grow spiritually, and they'll let you move on. And we're all praying you do. All right, that was mean. All right, moving on. The idea being that the Hebrews were not able to, as far as grow up spiritually, because they had not had enough experience. And then my question is this, how does experience come? Matthew chapter 14, verse number 7. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter said to him, or answered him, and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out on the water. So he said, Come. And Peter had, did what? Peter did what? He stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. What is Peter about to have? An experience. How do you gain experience in the word? Get out of the boat. Get out of your security. Get out and go pray for somebody who's sick. And whether they have a manifestation of healing or not, pray for the next person. And then pray for the next person. And then, come on, share your faith. Come on. Some of you are so busy trying to defend yourself and you need to be walking in love and just let the Lord be your defense. How are you going to gain an experience of God defending you if you're running around trying to make sure everybody sees the circumstance from your perspective? Well, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair, Lord. Lord, it's not. They're they're lying about. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And you're basing that on what scripture? Well, they're lying about me, and it affects my money. (laughs) I'm going to take out a Facebook ad. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You should do what the Lord did. When he was reveled, he didn't revel in return. Let him talk. Just believe God. You say, what's happening? Experience. Well, it doesn't feel good. You're in the perfect position to dominate your emotion with the reality of Christ within you. If you don't, in that moment or in that situation, you're going to run into this mountain again. And you're going to be running around it until you decide to do what the Lord says. Amen? I love it. So Peter got an experience. What did he get an experience of? Now, I love this about the Lord, and, and, and I, I know the Lord uh, taught about faith and all of this. But notice that the Lord didn't say to, he didn't say to uh, Peter while he was going down, he didn't, he didn't uh, not reach out and grab him and pull him back up in his experience. How many have ever stepped out on the word and you got into the middle of it and you felt like, I'm drowning? The Lord didn't say, what does the salt water taste like? If it was salt water. I don't know if it was salt water or not, but... 
I'm really teaching you something now, Peter. And he's going, you know. No. He pulled him right back up, right? And they went back to the boat. But what does Peter have now? Experience. See, a lot of people want to teach Peter's truth, understanding of faith from his perspective. And they never walk out on the water. You say, what is walking out on the water? It's out beyond what you can do. And that's spiritual growth. Well, I'll go ahead and do this when all these things are in order. Yeah. Faith. Well, Lord, I'm not qualified. He knows how unqualified you are. That's why he qualified you. <laughs> Amen. Somebody say spiritual growth. Verse 14. We'll end here. But solid food belongs to those who are of what? What are they? They're full age. They're mature. Do you know there are times in our lives where people want to eat solid food, but they don't have enough teeth? Spiritually? Come on, think about babies in the natural. You have to give them, you know, at first it's just milk. But as they get older and they start to taste food, you have to give them food that they can eat without chewing, right? But what do babies want? They want the food you're eating. And it's the same in the spirit. I mean, the Lord is so smart. He compares spiritual growth to natural growth, right? So they want the same food that you have, but you know if you give it to them, you could kill your own kid. That's a bad idea. Because what do you know? They don't have the teeth. They haven't matured enough. The Lord is the same way. People say, well, I want deeper revelation. We'll walk in the shallow revelation. Because solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of what? <laughs> Do you see it? Who by reason of what? Have their senses exercised to what? Discern both good and evil. Did Peter get a revelation in his senses of both good and evil? Your and my emotions are containers. And what we put in them, I'm going to prove this to you scripturally next week when you come back. But if, if we put the, the revelation of the word into our emotions and we, we, by reason of use, exercise ourselves to truth, we'll be able to discern both good and evil. What, is that, what does that then empower you to do as a believer? It empowers you, look at this verse now, it empowers you to what? To know what to submit to and what to resist. Look at it, you, by reason of use, by exercise, you what? You develop discernment. So when feelings come to you or thoughts come to you or somebody treats you in an evil way, the spirit of discernment is in operation because of the knowledge of the word of God and our obedience to exercise and do what the word says, we can quickly in our thinking and understanding go, wait a minute, 
that's evil, that's good. Come on, somebody says something about you that you don't like, and what is the first thought? Revenge comes. And then this other thought rises up within you. The love of God takes no account of a wrong suffered. When you've exercised and obeyed the word of God, you know which is which, and you can go, you leave. You can attack the evil with the good. What is the good? The good is the word. And people say, yeah, but it just doesn't feel like it. Exactly. You're learning. Your uh, emotional stability is spiritual maturity. You're learning not to live from a place of how you feel, but rather a place of what you know in Him. Amen. So how many know circumstances, wind waves come to everybody? Right? So how will you respond? How will you come back at what is coming at you? How will you combat it? With what the Lord says? Or with what you feel and think in the natural? If you obey the Lord, come on, Terry said it. It was said multiple times, you open a door for him to move in that situation. If you defend yourself, you take your defense out of the Lord's hands. Come on. Is it true? Absolutely it's true. The New Living Translation says it this way. Solid food is for those who are mature and, th and who, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You know, in our world today, there is no right and wrong. What do you feel like you are today? That's what you are. If you, and they're training kids this way. Parents are. What do you feel like? What, what do you, tell me how you feel. What are you feeling? How are your feelings? What do you feel? Express yourself. Express yourself. Use your words. They're telling it to a baby. Use your words. You know, they're two-year-olds pitching a fit in the middle of the grocery store on the floor. And they're saying, use your words. Use your words. And I want to say, use your hand. Use your hand. And then I want to look at the parent and go, use your head. Tell me how you feel. They're telling you. Rearrange it. Do you know why many believers are emotionally unstable? Because they were never taught by their parents to be stable. Amen. It's just been a fun one all the way around. I'm believing for even, for even, we're just blowing out the doors attendance next week. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if you'll do what he says, you'll have what he said. You, you, your, your initial flesh may be disappointed in not being able to defend yourself, but in the long run, you will be benefited. Spiritual development. Last point, last statement here on this verse. Natural babies use emotion to get their way. B 
Because they cannot communicate or reason, they become emotional in an effort to get what they want. When things aren't going their way, they get angry and manipulative, or they scream for attention. Now, don't look around. Just look straight ahead. Because if I'm reading your mail, nobody knows. And you can just go home and by yourself repent over on your bed. God, that was me. I'm sorry. But some people at 40 still throw plates across the room. And if you're a believer, that's unacceptable. And I did not just say God doesn't love you and he's not working on your behalf. I just said God loves you. Stop doing that. Well, I don't like the way they treat me, so I'm just not going to talk to them for a week. We'll change your diaper next week. (laughs) If you come back. You say, what do you mean by that? Now, if you're just saved and you're just learning this, just listen carefully and laugh. All right? Because you're going to grow in these things. That's fine. Everybody has moments where they missed it, right? But guys, there's pettiness in the church that shouldn't be. For spiritual babies, the same is true. Every obstacle is a life crisis, and every molehill a mountain. Instead of going to the Word and stepping out in faith, they cry and demand other Christians to give them the attention or meet the needs. And because they are emotional, natural, and spiritual babies thrive on entertainment. It's hard to keep their attention. It's hard to keep the attention of natural babies without making a face and waving your hands. Everything has to be exaggerated in an effort to keep their attention. Spiritual babies have the same quality. They can't stand it long in a service or church or church unless there's lots of excitement. Then they get bored. They find something or someone else to entertain them. Of course, being emotional or needing help or counseling doesn't mean a Christian is not mature. Every Christian occasionally breaks down when they hit hard times. Every Christian needs the support of a pastor and their Christian brothers and sisters. That happens. That is not the same as an an immature Christian who lives in a state of constant dependence and emotionalism because they're out of fellowship with God. I didn't say they were out of relationship. I said they were what? Out of fellowship with God. So as we're maturing in the Lord, as we're uh, walking with him and growing and developing in our relationship with him, we need to realize that stability and spiritual growth, first of all, spiritual growth takes personal responsibility. So what are you going to do? And this is where it boils down to right here, okay? Are you going to choose to obey the word of God in faith Or are you going to use your circumstance as an excuse to disobey? And to follow immaturity. Now I will say this. God will meet you and minister to you wherever you're at. He'll never give up on you. But we hinder our own spiritual development when we don't obey the Lord and His Word. Amen? Not that we're trying to earn our position with Him. We're developing in the position that Christ has brought us into. And you will be happier if you grow up. I will be happier if I grow up. 
Somebody say amen. amen. See, I, you agree with me. The more I grow up spiritually, the less I care about circumstances and ups and downs and lefts and rights. And the preacher preached till 1224. Come on now. <laughs> what else are you going to do today? Well, my roast is in the oven. <laughs> Stability. Maturity. How many genuinely want to see God move in such a way that absolutely shocks your thinking? Then this is required. I do not want to be entertained at church. Because when real life hits, you can't light show the devil away from you. You can't 15-minute sermon him out of your life. If all you know about your spiritual authority is or your relationship with the Lord doesn't go much past I go to heaven when I die, you're in trouble on this earth. Because the devil does not play fair. And those of us that played on the devil's team, we know. And those of us that have walked with the Lord for a few years, we know. We know what it takes to win. And it takes faith. And faith is not automatic. It takes fellowship, relationship. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.